Welcome everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the High Frequency Kicks podcast, available on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We can just start. We can just start. Can Ready, we? That... set, go. Oh, that's scary. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in to the second episode of the High Frequency Kicks podcast. Uh, again, my name is Thomas. I'm Sam. And uh, today we're talking, Sam, you wanted to talk today. You had uh, the idea of talking about um, our, our perspectives as, as both students and as teachers. Um, so why don't you, you this is your, your, uh, your idea for the day, so why don't you start us off? Where'd... Yeah, because it's like, I figured that's two things we both have in common in the martial arts world, and that's how we... Uh, kind of have been interacting over the past few years both as teachers at iron fist right Mm -hmm. um so yeah and then obviously we both started as students um oh i mean i don't know maybe maybe let's start there one second i need to move that out of the way yeah what is that the box one sec i can see your box He doesn't know, but I'm going to leave all this in. Good. I'm glad you got your box off camera. Thanks. Yeah. So you were talking about um, starting starting out as students and and developing from there into becoming teachers and our perspectives from doing that, I assume. Yeah. Um, and also maybe even if we have time, we can talk about like teachers that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Actually, maybe I'll start with that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because because uh, as we mentioned last time, um, we both do different kinds of martial arts, and our our styles are very mixed. Because mm-hmm. um, that's um, Sunny, our main instructor, is also very mixed. So as are we, as mm. a result. Um, yeah, so I just think it's just kind of interesting having those different teachers over the years, um, different perspectives through seminars and whatnot even like youtube um just having those different perspectives on techniques and different kinds of fighting styles that we can kind of pull parts from to make our own individual styles and like things that we like to incorporate into our training and things that work for each person as an individual yeah absolutely um it's definitely like as far as the student element of that of being a student that's one of the things that i do love is you know despite despite being in this for 20 some odd years and and you know studying it fairly regularly you know like almost every day and doing something and, and looking up something there's always something more and and i love that sense of of finding a new teacher finding a new seminar that's you know, from someone i've never learned from or who's teaching something that um something I've never done, you know, a, a new style or, or, or whatever it might, it might be, or maybe it's something that I, I have done and a style that I do train regularly, but they're teaching a different aspect or a different way. There's a different way of teaching it from that person. And that, that sense of like, you know, being able to walk in there as, as brand new student again, um, that I, I actually really love about, about this. Yeah, I, I noticed, like, I remember there's this one, I can't remember the technique, unfortunately, but I remember we were doing a seminar where we had a, uh, a different instructor come to our school um, to teach us some stuff and completely explained this, 
one technique that we do all the time in a completely different way and it just felt like a brand new thing mm-hmm. even though i was you know as far as that particular concept i was just kind of you know cocky about it like oh i've done that a hundred times blah 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 and yeah he just came in and had a completely different point of view or just way of explaining it that really helped up my game in that one little area mm-hmm. yeah it, yeah so i thought i think that's pretty pretty neat when that kind of thing happens yeah i love it i, I, lo- I love um you know what you were saying there uh, a second ago about um taking the different parts and, and doing all the different different you know studies with different teachers and different styles and techniques and taking the things that that work for you and mix them together to make your own style is very um uh, it's very reminiscent of, of one of Bruce Lee's quotes where he talks about, you know, you, you discard what's, what's unnecessary, keep what's genuinely you. Um, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember the whole quote off the top of my head, so I'm sure I'll, people will get mad at me for that later. But uh, I don't remember the whole thing off the top of my head. Sorry. I'm already mad at you. Uh, you always are. That's fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to troll you on this video later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'm expecting it. Don't worry. Uh, Booyah. But it's, you know, it's that mentality and it's, it's really cool to, to see that. And, and even with people that, you know, I love seeing that, that, that individuality from people that, you know, train the same thing with, and, and you can train the same thing with the same teachers or you can train the same thing with different teachers. And although you technically know the same art and the same style, it can look completely different with two different people. Uh, you know, one good example is uh, a mutual friend of ours, Andrew, who I've trained with for years. I'm not sure how long. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just correct you. He's not my friend. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, keep going. <laughs> we love think, Andrew. Okay, keep going. I don't think he doesn't have. I don't think he watches this at the moment, so he he won't uh, see that for a while. Let's say more stuff about him and see. If he does watch it. We'll just, keep, we'll just keep talking trash until he finally watches this and, and calls us out on it. Exactly. I'm, I'm all for that. Um, but yeah, like you look at, you look at Andrew and myself and, and think about him and him and not him and uh, him and me, him and I, us. Um, <laughs> we've done a lot of the same seminars. He and I, um, you there know, it is. Yeah. He and I, that one works well. I like that. Um, but there's been a lot of times like we've both traveled to the same places and the same seminars together. Um, more often than not, there's a couple of times where we go to seminars that kind of have have mini seminars inside of them, um, and you know we tend to end up more or less the same ones, or, or we have training partners um, again that that you know as well that, that come with us that are more experienced. Uh, Corinne, who's one of our our uh, training partners, who used to be our teacher, that's now just a training partner with us um, as we've grown over the years. Um, you know, she tends, tends to kind of be like our school school mother, if that's, you know, I think that's accurate. Oh, yeah. Or, or I, I guess I like to think of her as the puppet master. <laughs> yeah, she pulls a lot of strings behind the scenes there. <laughs> yeah. But there's times when, like, uh, you know, there's, there's kind of like a sign-in for certain little mini-seminars necessary, and, uh, you know, we'd just get our, our list of where we're going, and she'd be like, oh, I sent you guys up for this one because I thought you'd like it. And she's right. Like, every time. She's like, yeah, no, we both want this one. That's good. You know, but, you know, we end up in the same ones a lot. But you watch he and I do the same things. And, you know, Andrew and I have very different body types. I'm, I'm very tall. I'm, you know, very lanky. 
Andrew is, you know, average height. He's not short by any means, but he's average height, whereas I'm definitely not. He's stocky. We have very build, uh, we're built very differently. So we do the same forms or the same techniques. It doesn't look the same, even though we've done this with the same um, instructors. And then you look at guys that study the same styles with different instructors, and it's even a greater difference. And that that's very interesting to me how you can you know, constantly be learning and evolving and taking those, you know, the parts that, that work for you and make the same thing as someone else be unique and be your own. Right, right, exactly. With like, which is true of any kind of craft, really. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it definitely translates into martial arts practice, which is really cool, um, mm-hmm. especially because, like, like you said, like you need to work with your body type, play to your strengths, um, yeah, all that, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, you know, like for me, I like to hold on to those techniques that are very close range because I'm small. I want to be able to fight my best in close quarter combat because because of my size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, those are the things that I retain from different instructors, different ways of mm-hmm. bettering my game in, from that perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And like, even for myself, like I've done a lot of training with, you know, again, we've trained together a lot. So I mean, I've done a lot of training with teachers that do the close quarters. So I'm comfortable with it. But again, I'm, I'm six foot four and I'm a very, you know, lanky guy. Right? I got, you know, these long arms and everything. Um, so for me, I really, yeah. <laughs> no. So, um, to illustrate that point, you know, I can, I can do the close quarters and I've studied it and it, it's definitely got a very interesting flow to it. And, and, um, I don't dislike it by any means. It's a lot of fun, but for me, definitely being further, a little further back, um, gives me that, that sense of comfort because for my size, you know, even my, you know, for my shoulders, my elbow is a decent range. You know, just because of that of that build that I have, um, and so you know, if I'm in too close, I you know I tend to lose the ability to do anything. Whereas, you know, a different body type like yourself, where you're you know a bit shorter than I am, uh, just a bit, just a bit, you know, like just slightly three inches maybe, <laughs> three feet more like. <laughs> but you know, in in that similar context to where I'm uncomfortable and unable to move, you're the opposite where you're perfectly capable of moving and and uh and more comfortable um but on on the flip side of that coin i do find value in training the things where you're uncomfortable and training the right the styles that uh again another another about 80 percent of my examples and stories are going to be with me and andrew by the way for any, <laughs> but Tom, thomas has no other friends i don't it's like andrew <laughs> you and my wife. He's he's bribing me to be here. Yeah. There's, there's money involved. Um, but but again, one of the examples of training something outside your comfort zone um, and being at least, you don't have to necessarily be, you know, the most comfortable with it. Like, you know, you're not going to be the most comfortable at longer range like I am, and I'm not going to be the most comfortable at close range. But being able to train it, and an example of that that I've always found really, really funny of, of doing that until you're good at it because it's a good habit to do. It's, it's a good a good thing to, to train is again uh, training for seminars with Andrew um, and a bunch of, of masters and grandmasters in, in Hawaii and we're doing some kung fu forms and we're doing a form that is northern style kung fu northern style Shaolin um, which uh, 
northern style is very uh, uh, situated to my body type. It's very long and graceful and elegant. Um, whereas southern style martial arts is very sturdy and and um, grounded and strong. So Andrew and I trained together. We both trained northern and southern style. Um, and we're doing a northern style form. And one of, the, one of the grandmasters was just talking to us, talking about the, the histories and about those elements of it, of northern style being situated to me and southern style to Andrew. And he was just commenting on that, saying that, you know, because of that, you know, Andrew will typically have a harder time with things like northern style. And then we do the form. And it's, it's a whole bunch of us doing the form together and practicing. And we take a water break at one point. And this, this older grandmaster sit, you know, stands up from where he was sitting and, and walks over to, to Andrew and I and says, I just, I just need to apologize for a moment. And looks at Andrew, you are perfectly capable of doing that form just as well as anyone else, apparently. Um, Andrew uh, had a good laugh at that and, and just said, you know, well, you know, he obviously thanked the, thanked, uh, uh, the grandmaster and, and um, pointed out that while well, he's able to do it quite well, that's uh, due to a tremendous amount of, of training and practice and exercise and the, the blood, sweat, and tears as we, as we refer to it. But um, it's still, I mean, his strength is going to be Southern style and, and it will never be my strength. I will never have the power that Andrew can, can output. Yeah, he has, a, he has such a natural um, ability to, like, that, that base strength there. Um, mm-hmm. That's That comes from, like, really good grounding and that kind of thing. He's excellent um, at grounding. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely, like, bounced my body off of him trying to knock him over. I'm just like, bet. That's That's been our example in class of, like, he, he and I, when we teach classes together, it's been a good example of, like, trying to teach people you know grounding themselves and and a strong base and you know when he really wants to i've i've you know given uh, all i can at a good kick towards him and not not moved him um yeah he this just, is actually he knows what he's doing. um yeah this is a good example actually of how your even your fellow students can be great teachers absolutely um yeah like i like i even know like uh, our black belt group is very independent in in our classes like mm-hmm. it's not really it's not usually a typical class situation um and we we like come up with our curriculum and then and then practice it and go back and talk to each other about like our individual experiences so that you can learn off of each other mm-hmm. um and not just always from someone uh higher ranking mm-hmm. yeah so well there's the there's um you know everyone's got their own different um you know i mean everyone's got a different way of looking at things and different way of solving problems and you know if if i you know one person explaining something to me is just not driving it's kind of like you're saying before with that one master that came in for for a seminar and he explained something that just clicked for you um and just his way of seeing it and his way of saying it you know that's it's one of the things that I like about that kind of free free form way of doing class and training with others is like, you know, I don't have to go to this specific person. You know, our our instructor, Master Sunny, has never um, has never had that mindset of like, oh no, you have to come to me for answers. It's always been like, you know, ask me, sure, but ask anyone or or you know. Yeah. If if anything, he's like figure it out <laughs> figure it on your own there's been a lot of times the, of like going to him and, and his answer has been like i don't know look it up and yeah yeah tell he's, me. he's more about like he's more about like 
giving us the tools a lot of the time to figure it out on Mm -hmm. our own rather than which is like what a good parent does i guess (laughs) yeah parent and, and teachers i mean you know don't if you're just handing, just doing handouts, right? It's it's hard to learn from that in, in that scenario. Whereas if I give you the the tools and show you how the tools work, and then say, okay, this is how the, the tools, this is how they work. Now I want you to do this thing here. You know, find find the middle part. You know, that's that's the best one of the best ways to learn. And and yeah, he does that. And yeah, having that yeah. group, the group collective class, where it's like, okay, well, this doesn't make sense to me. You know, I'm going to try it on Peter. You know, Peter has, has one body type. Can I do this to him? Okay, well, let's hear him explain it to me. Okay, I'm still not quite clicking. Let me go ask Sam. You know, Sam's different again. And, and you keep doing that until some something with one of my partners, something they say or something about the way their body moves, clicks it for me. And I say, okay, now I understand what I'm doing. Now this makes sense. And that, I think, is very important to, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about being students and teachers and... I, I try to put student above teacher. Right? Yeah. In, in my, in, in, as, as what I am. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, it's like teachers, just the thing that comes along with it. Um, yeah. Eventually. Um, even, even early on, like, um, it's like, as soon as you're training with someone, your same rank or lower in, in class, like you, as far back as you know yellow belt days you're already teaching a fellow student mm-hmm. um some like stuff that you already know yeah right so it's it's just something that you is inevitable you just you just fall into it being the teacher is good training at the same time oh, because absolutely. i know i never forget because i teach regular classes i never forget our forms mm-hmm. um our regular ones um, at Iron Fist, yep. I never forget them. Like a lot of other people, like I notice need to refresh and, but like, I just cannot forget them because I'm constantly teaching someone else. I always encourage someone teaching to never underestimate, to undervalue or underestimate the value of learning from the person you're teaching, right? Like you may be the senior, you might be the teacher in a scenario, but there's always, it's a two way street. There's always learning going on on both sides. And teaching going on on both sides and especially as a new teacher learning to teach your students unknowingly are teaching you how to teach um and that was right that one was uh it took me a little while for that one to, for that for that to click but that's a powerful lesson and uh, again our instructor uh i don't remember how he got you teaching um for me it was a shock to the system um because i mean i i gradually gone to teaching adults and i mean i was a naked 19 20 year old so i mean teaching adults was comfortable for me and i remember you, walking, you mean like a regular you mean regular class yeah, like regular scheduled adult, teaching scheduled, class? scheduled adult classes yeah okay um so teaching the adult classes that were scheduled and and such and such and that you know that became a gradual process i was you know nineteen twenty, and and that's the the group that i was in so i just kind of as the highest ranking to kind of became the teacher, I've been there long enough. I remember walking into the club one day, um, just as the, the the kids' class was starting, and I was late to teach the class, not knowing I was teaching it that day, because I didn't expect to be there for that class. I was just coming in a bit early before my class. As I'm walking in, my bag in hand, I'm still in my street clothes, and our our instructor says, uh, "Thomas, by the way, um, hurry up, you're teaching the class." 
and I had to, to, in the span of five seconds, get into the mental space of teaching children, um, which I had never done before and, and at the time didn't want to do. <laughs> I frankly didn't want to do it. Um, now I'm grateful that's, And that's a, that's a tough one. Like, like kids, teaching kids is, is rough because you have to keep them entertained constantly. It can test your patience. But, oh yeah, for but sure. It's re- but it's rewarding. I, I, um, there's times when I prefer teaching these classes to the adults. Um, there's a, a lot of benefits to it um, that I found not just in martial arts. I mean, a lot of the kids, uh, they, they 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 tend to look at you as a role model and as a guide for more than just martial arts. They come to you for things outside of that and for their their lives in general. And just being able to to be a positive influence for 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 young developing children and be able to you know be that person that they look to for for input sometimes mm-hmm. it's a very rewarding thing um so i'm very grateful that i uh got thrown in the deep end um but yeah like like don't if you're if you're uh, a new teacher in martial arts or in anything don't undervalue or pay attention to your students and and what they don't know that they're teaching you and what you don't realize they're teaching you because yeah. there's yeah so so kids kids are definitely kids are definitely teaching you patience <laughs> <laughs> and mm-hmm. testing those limits mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff um and also yeah i guess i guess like trying to keep it light and, and fun and that kind of thing yeah um, and and also also i noticed like teaching a kids class um, it's, it makes you, it teaches you to be a little more creative with how you're slipping in the information too, mm-hmm. because it's not like you can just be like, here, do this thing. Here's how you do it. Now go. It's like, they don't have the attention span for that. You have to kind of trick them, I guess, into learning that. And then you mm-hmm. find more creative ways of getting, getting that through. Um, which carries yeah, over to then, adults too, then, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, some adults. <sighs> Um, yeah, I, but like, I have to say though, my least favorite thing, like the thing that's rough for me as a teacher is, and like, I'll preface this by saying 99% of the time it's okay, but that 1% is difficult parents. <laughs> yes. That's like the worst thing. I just, and a lot, like, no, pretty much every time it's totally uncalled for. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like being hard on their kid or on the situation for absolutely no reason. And it's just making making my life as a teacher way harder than it needs to be. And it's slowing the progress down and all that kind of stuff. I, again, though, uh, I keep flipping the coin around, but there's the parents that are too hard on their kids. There's also the parents that are over-encouraging. <laughs> and I want to point such as I, I don't like to call names, um, but I want to point that out too. That like, you know, we do this a lot. Like we have, um, I, don't know if you, I guess you guys don't do it anymore since I left. But um, I used to run a, a black belt class at, at our school, which was um, what what it became was a class for people going for their black for their black belt tests and getting ready for black belt tests. And I was because I have, you know, um, our school in Winnipeg has a, has a very good reputation for producing high-quality black belts and high-quality martial artists. I, <clears throat> I, I care very much about um, 
our school's reputation, our instructor's reputation, my own reputation on the line, and the reputation of anyone else that came out of our school, whether they came out of the school as a color belt or a black belt. Um, and so I was, I was, I'm not going to say I was rough on people, but I was realistic. I was honest with everyone who came into my class. And, and that was a three hour class that I did. Um, and everyone, I know we had, I, I thought those classes were fun. Just so you know. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. (laughs) But I mean, I had, you know, we had, uh, uh, you know, teenagers doing the class training for their black belt to adults. And for every one of them, I would point out like, you know, if they weren't. Well, first of all, I would start the, start the first class, and whenever I had new people coming in, I'd point out, like, we're all here to learn. You know, this is a serious class. This isn't the one-hour class in normal, like, the week. I'm going to... I'm prepping you for a black ball test. I'm going to push you. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you what's what's up. I'm going to tell you what's wrong. And, um, you know, we did that even with, with color ball tests. Like, uh, kids would have to go, and, and or adults would have to go and ask all the black belts, you know, am I ready to test? And uh, I'm sure you have too. There's been a few times myself where I've told someone straight to their face, "You're, I'm sorry, you're not ready. And that's a yeah. real hard thing to say, especially to a kid who who's just, like, wants to get the next color belt. And it's like, you're not ready. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't realize a lot of the time that just putting the time in. Right. And that, is, it's like if you're not spending that time wisely and really trying to improve, then, then the time's wasted anyways. Like yeah. you might as well not even be there. And that's that's where the the over, um, the over encouraging parents come in. The keep, just you know, push your kids. Like encourage them. Absolutely, I love that. But don't over inflate what's not there. Don't tell them they're doing great when if 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 they're not doing great, tell them to work on it. Tell them what they are doing good, but tell them where the problems are. And I had so many kids come to me and be like, well, you know, mom and dad think I'm doing great. And I'm like, well, mom and dad didn't hasn't taken a class <laughs> they don't know what's going on yeah like I, I've, I've i've held the bag for your kicks they ain't, they ain't quite good um <laughs> yeah if you you know you know that you need to work on it if you can take that kick to the face and not be phased by it then yeah. it's like mm, you need to work on your kick a little more <laughs> yeah but that's uh, that's the problem because like, it's hard for me as a student or as, as, as a teacher having to tell anyone you're not ready and I always tell them why. I'll say, "Here's what you got to work on." You know, whether it's time outside of, of of class or whatever it may be. But it's super hard when it's a kid, and I have to be like, "Listen, I I know what mom and dad say, but I gotta be honest with you. You need more practice. You need to do this. I, I don't want to put. I I've never put anyone to a test. If I've, or sorry, I've never told someone to test or you know curse someone to test if I didn't think they were ready. And there's people that don't listen to us and test anyways. <laughs> Um, that doesn't go well, but, you know, whenever there's a color ball test, we don't have to do black ball tests. If, if that's what the black ball class became was, was they had to, they had to get basically mine and yours and Andrew and Corinne. We had to kind of sign off on them in the black ball class to say, okay, you're, you know, we believe you're ready. Therefore we'll let you talk to our instructor, Master Sonny about doing the black ball test. Yeah. Um, it became that kind of gated system to make sure that you're not wasting our, you know, everyone, including your own time. Don't discourage, encourage your kids, but in moderation, you know, careful how much you're doing that because it's going to do just as much damage. And and for yeah. teachers, that's, and, that's hard. Yeah, there have been some too at times that just like make, 
um, like they and their kid think that just because I've been here X amount of years, mm-hmm. like I can get my black belt now. And yeah. I'm like, no, it's like, especially at our school, it's like training for a marathon. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's different than the other tests. It's not a matter of, you know, you, you learnt the next bit of curriculum and you move up to the next level. Like it's not, it's a totally different world. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not like a seniority thing. It's a like, an earn it thing have yeah exactly um yeah and they need to the parents need to be realistic about that to their kids too Mm -hmm. and for adults training without kids i mean be be realistic to yourself um you know i've definitely gone to i've gone to tests um in both mindsets under um you know kind of under uh appreciating under pushing myself and 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 also inflating that ego a bit because you know going through the whole spectrum of the color belts from 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 white to to black stripe there's a fair amount of range in there and that that confidence level it goes through peaks and valleys the whole time um so even as an adult going through that just you know it's, it's important to be able to take a step back and kind of outside of yourself and kind of look um, tr- try and look objectively, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you know? You're you're gonna have bad days. You're gonna have superb days, and somewhere in the middle is where you're actually at. I think. I want to share one of my dear moments I had with an instructor last summer. Sure. Um. As, like, we've both trained with um, Sifu Al Dacascus mm-hmm. a few times. Um, he's, like, one of our grandmasters, like, amazing guy. Very, as a teacher, like, a little scary. <laughs> um, it's it's but, strange like, he, seeing, like, a 70-year-old man put his foot over his head. Yeah, he's he's intense. He's, <laughs> he's really intense, and he knows his shit, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's... So he was here doing a few seminars last summer and yeah, and I was just, I did everything that week. Like, um, it was just like days of training in a row Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, there was this moment I just kind of got, you know, I was standing there overwhelmed. I was kind of like in that push myself kind of moment and Mm -hmm. like, Oh, get through this. And, and I was just kind of standing there. Um, maybe feeling a little discouraged even and and he just called me over he was like sitting on a chair in the corner and he was just like hey come over here and I was like okay and I went over there and sat next to him and he's like I want you to know that I'm really proud of you and I was like oh my god (laughs) I was like epic teacher student moment for me so Mm -hmm. yeah and I like he doesn't I don't know. It's like you don't really get feedback. I I know I feel anyways from him. That's like, unless it's just something constructive. You're like, oh, do this this way. Oh, you're f- missing this part. Do it. Do this in this way. Like it's not really. I don't know. He doesn't say stuff like that. <laughs> and then he said something like that, and I was like, oh, wow. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 very interesting training with him. He's he's the one like the couple times that I've been training in Hawaii. That's it's it's him that I'm going to see. Um, and uh, the same thing. Like you go there, you train. Like when you're when you're there, you when when the times I've gone there for that, I mean, it's, I'm going there for the purpose of training. So the same thing. It's like every day. That's that's what I'm doing. I'm not going sightseeing. I'm getting up at seven in the morning and meeting Sifu with the rest of the group. I don't even your, know where. Your, your vacations make me sad. <laughs> my va- my you're vacations not, make me sad. You're you're not you're not doing it right. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing with training with him. When you go to Hawaii, train with him. It is both really exciting vacationing as well as training because he has this weird way of. Like, like you're saying, like there's moments like that where he does take those those time uh, for the ones that are putting in the, the effort. Like he's done that for me too, where he's taking you know taking the moment with myself and with Andrew and and Corinne and and talked about you know things like that and and, and taking one on one time with us. Um, and that's kind of the the way he does there. That's how he kind of shows that he's taking note that you're doing well. But when you go training with him in Hawaii, because he lives there and he and you know he likes to show off the island. He does that where, like, every day you go and he'll take you to one beach and you train on one beach for a, for a little while and you get to kind of sightsee a little bit. And then for, like, 15 minutes. And then it's like, okay, go train. And then you kind of go to the next place and, you know, you sightsee for, like, 10, 15 minutes. And it's like, okay, now go train. And then you just, that's your whole day is just moving from location to location and you see things for about 15 minutes and then you train the rest of the time you're there. Um, so it... it kind of Kind of like a photographer. Ooh, that's a nice backdrop. But to go train against, <laughs> I go exactly. over there. That's, that's exactly what it's like, and it's it's it somehow um, keeps that keeps you invigorated and keeps you moving and, and energized to keep training. It gives you the, the the breaks and the mental relief that you need. Um, but yeah, it's it's training with him is really fun. It's it's an interesting interesting. Um, event it just it's just yeah it's really fun it's, it's always very uh, enlightening um humbling teaching or learning with him let's talk about uh i'd like to mention if since we're talking about teachers i'd like to mention manuel for a second back when he was teaching our kung fu classes on a regular basis mm-hmm. um so he moved away so that's why he's not doing that anymore um but i just remember that he that was the, f- I want to say the first time, but like, I don't know. It was just a whole new level of pushing myself physically um, because he's so naturally good at um, physically demanding things. She's like very in shape. And, you know, while like when he's teaching, he's doing everything with us. So you're watching him and you spend the whole class trying to keep up, which never happens, but... <laughs> because you're trying to keep up it's like he just he just pushes you in so many ways like i just remember i just reached a whole new level of physical conditioning uh, oh, with him as a teacher yeah it was it was really fun he's yeah he's um uh i should make sure he's uh, i'm sure he, he watches these because he'll he'll enjoy this but he's a very intense guy um he he you know he he doesn't he holds it to a, to a high standard, I guess, and he knows like he knows that everyone's standard is different. Everyone's bar is different of what they can achieve at at a given time. You can always increase that bar and achieve more, but you know 
a set day, a set moment, I can get normally to here, so I can you know push myself to here. And he's aware that everyone's different, but he's going to hold everyone to a certain high standard. And he understands that you know we're doing this, we're doing this for real, we're pushing, we're getting hard. And like, yeah, like there's one time I remember doing a class where um, one of the exercises was burpees, and he opened he opened a whole new world of burpees to me that I simultaneously hate and love. I hate them because they're horrible. Uh, burpees and yeah, yeah, we hate them because they suck. No yeah, one, burpees in no general one likes a burpee. Burpees in general <laughs> suck. They're horrible, but these ones are even more so. I like them because of obviously the benefit that I get from it. Because obviously doing them is gonna you know be better and all that junk. The process of doing these burpees is not great because it it's it's holding an screamer stick in your hands. So you go down and do the push up, and then when the jump isn't just a jump. You're doing a jump and you're you're hoop. You're like jump roping over the stick while it's in your hands. So you oh can't my like god! It. I remember doing that, and I remember him showing us that. And just kind of taking a moment as I watch, he's about he's about my height. He's about the same build as me, so very similar build, um, close to my height. And I remember just kind of watching him, just bend his body into a ball and and you know holding the stick in his hands, go down and like bring his knees up and and feet over the stick and land on the ground, and and watch that thinking like hmm, this this is the day I face plant. That's. <laughs> Or this is how I'm gonna die. Yeah, this is, After all this martial arts, this is how I'm gonna die. Yeah, I, like this is the day where where we need to have a camera set up because I'm going to jump and just like spin in the air a couple times and just wham into the floor. <laughs> and I didn't. Um, thank God. But uh, did you do it? I did. That's um, crazy. <laughs> I did out of fear. I, out of fear of the face plant because that's a good motivator fear is a good teacher it's a very good one but that's the thing is like looking at that being like well i mean i'm not going to be the one that walks out of class because i'm too scared to do this like that's i'm not going to be that that guy uh who's like mm, nah especially because i mean th- by that time too i was third i was third dan already when he was doing that so especially at that point i'm like i mean i can't be the one to walk out of class um, so there's that the fear motivator of like, I mean, I'm, I'm the senior here. I gotta do this. Also, I don't want to fall on my face, so I need to do this right. Um, which, yeah, it's a great, a great motivator for anything. Like, it's that fear of falling on your face. Um, but letting yourself fall on your face sometimes is is great. I've definitely, I definitely have fallen uh, on my butt and on my face, and uh, just in general, training and allowing yourself to fall and and get back up and learn why you fell is another great teacher but yeah exactly like huh that didn't work wonder why pain is pain is also a good teacher Uh, yeah it is um it's it's like you have the if you get an injury you have that constant memory and now you're always keeping an eye out for it you'll you'll assess why you got that injury and not do that again exactly yeah, that's great. Um, I also love that aspect of teaching. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever heard this, but they say when you're teaching something, you you will pick out the things. Like when you're teaching and, and correcting someone, you will correct or you'll see the things to correct that you yourself do. Right? You'll, you'll see mm. the mistakes in others that, that are the mistakes that you do. Um, so I've always found that 
um, yeah, it's, it's, I forget where I learned that. It's been so long now, but, um, I've definitely noticed that it's, it's true. The things that I've seen other people do, um, I, I know to correct them and I correct them on it. And then I go to train and I, I deliberately pay attention to the things that I corrected others on and notice that, oh yeah, I'm absolutely doing the exact same thing. Uh, it's, it's yeah. a weird subconscious at, thing. Like, yeah. And at the, in the same um, in the same family there, I guess, I I like to... I, I've definitely noticed that I like to put emphasis on perfecting areas that I personally find more important. Oh, absolutely. Um, with certain yeah. students. Like, no, you need to do this better and this better. And those things are always something that I personally do to, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, help help myself with that specific technique or form or kick, what have you. It's, it's, I think, another another excellent uh, argument for having multiple teachers or learning from multiple people because everyone's got that thing that they really enjoy, that they really are super good at. Um, so if you can take that time to, you know, um, it really comes down to a lot of, like, put your ego aside. You know, just put it down. You don't need it for a while. Um, and let someone yeah. else if you if you stick you. with that one if you stick with that one avenue that one teacher um, that one avenue of learning then you're just gonna get this very narrow version of of what you could be mm-hmm. oh yeah it's gonna be very very stale and and one dimensional Sifu Ron is always fun to have yeah um, he's awesome I remember I took him to the museum here when he came here I was there with uh, you and you weren't at the museum. Meadow Museum? Yeah, I specifically remember because it was me and him, and I was scared because I was like, I've never been alone with him, and now it's going to be an extended period of time, and I'm freaking out. I have social anxiety like that. <laughs> I definitely have a picture of him on the bench with that pirate thing, unless you sent that to me. I must have sent it because oh. I was definitely, we were definitely alone. Okay. Because I, I was stressing about that and then it was fine okay but, i had the picture yeah size. i took because his his big thing is like weapons training mm-hmm. and we went to the museum and it's our museum that i've been to a thousand times and we go in there and he's teaching me about all the antique weapons in the mm-hmm. in the display cases and all this and he's like telling me i'm like actually learned things going to the museum for once yeah um, I, yeah, but he was telling me about everything. It was hilarious. I find it really funny, too, when you get Sifu Ron and uh, Sifu Al in a room together, and they're just talking. It's it's really, it's fascinating, and it's fun to just sit and listen to them. Um, and it's really funny, because, like, I remember one time them talking about it, and Sifu Ron um, is, is uh, Chinese, whereas Sifu Al is uh, Filipino and Hawaiian, and, and uh, Sifu Ron was commenting about how in you know Filipino arts, Filipino martial arts, you typically start, um, you start training with a weapon and then move to open hand techniques. Whereas the Chinese style, you mo- you start open hand and move to to weapon techniques. And both of them went the opposite ways of of that. Where Sifu Al, um, being of Filipino descent, started with Chinese style and moved to Filipino. Whereas Sifu Rong of Chinese descent went to Filipino to Chinese. Um, I remember him talking about that, and that was the first time that I learned that that history of those martial arts. Um, just by listening to them and him commenting on that, that thing that he found funny that they they went opposite of that. Um, 
just it's just funny listening to when you get the, the all these old grandmasters together um, because they just love teaching and they just love explaining and talking about the history of things and you just get them in, you just get them into a room and then just sit down and 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 don't talk they just just don't just let them keep talking don't and don't slowly turn your camera on yeah <laughs> like, like don't don't talk unless they address you because they've got they've got so much that they just love to talk about and teach and uh man it's 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 really fun just listening to them yeah maybe that'll be us one day i thought about that i thought about the someday you know when when we're all uh the old uh the old the new generation of old masters you mean this day right now are, that's are what we? we're doing right now that's that was the joke Oh boy, I'm not ready for that. But yeah, there's like there's so many interesting stories just to come out of that, and and just listening to stories that don't sound relevant can teach you a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are just funny, but um, you know, you think even I think even the funny ones, you know, you pay attention to kind of listen to it for more than what it is, and there's something there that you can you can pull away from it. Yeah, I need to dive into more history stuff because I'm bad like that, which Mm. I haven't, like, martial arts-wise, really, um, but, like, a little bit, which is weird because I really like, you know, studying history and that kind of thing, especially specific, like, like, as a filmmaker, I love, like, I took a history film course, like, I, like, I love that kind of thing, but, Mm -hmm. yeah, I should do that more. Yeah, I mean, like, for for myself, um, I I took... Uh, I, <clears throat> pardon me. I studied, you know, Japanese language in university because it was inter- interesting to me. And from there, I did some Asian history, and and I took that and kind of worked from that and studied martial arts history as well. And and you know, I do a lot of that on my own time. And I've got a few books on my my bookshelf here of of martial arts history that are just fascinating fascinating reads and and things you can you can find when you learn about it. Um, and, and we should really do an episode on that. So I got some things that uh, I find are interesting about how things have evolved from from what they were to what they are now. Um, and looking at the actual mm-hmm. history of, of certain certain aspects, but um, it's just, it's it's fascinating stuff. It, and and history itself again is another good teacher to to look at at that and say, well, why you know why is a thing done the way it is, you know. What's what's the reasoning behind this? What can I look from what has been done before me to to you know to further grow it in the future? Well, Sam, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out, talking martial arts with me, and thanks to everyone yeah, for listening. Yeah, right back at you. Um, like always. Oh, oh, if someone has a suggestion, if they want to hear about something, then please let us know. Comment. Yeah. yeah, you can find us on Podbean, and you can find us on YouTube, and we are sorting out. Um, issues on our end just to get things up onto iTunes and we'll be on Spotify as soon as we can um, so those are in the works um, don't think you can comment on those but uh, there's also the Facebook page for High Frequency Kicks that you can find us on there um, and uh, on YouTube you can also find links to our uh, social media profiles if you want to follow on there and give us comments as well Thanks, everyone, for uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, we'll see you guys next time on High Frequency Kicks. I, I did that before.
<laughs> we don't need two outros. Come on. Thank you for listening to the High Frequency Kicks podcast. Remember to subscribe on your favorite streaming service and give us a like. <laughs>